This podcast is brought to you by Smoke Signals. You can follow Movies by Number on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, and SoundCloud, as well as find more series, post bios, read our blog, donate, and more. All at MoviesByNumber.com. That's MoviesByNumber.com. And please remember to comment, rate, and subscribe wherever you fill your podcasting needs. Thank you, and enjoy the show. That's complicated. Because when I first met Scotty, he was in a bad place. And I'm not talking about Cell Black D. His wife had just filed for divorce. And I was like, damn, homie, she dumped him when you're on lockup. And he was like, yeah, I know. I thought I was going to be with her forever. But now I'm all alone. And I was like, damn, homie, you know what? You got to chin up because you'll find a new partner. But you know what? I'm Luis. And he says, you know what? I'm Scotty. And we're going to be best friends. Okay, hold on, hold on. I like a good story as much as the next person, but what in the hell does this have to do with where Scott Lang is? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You put a dime in him, you got to let the whole song play out. The story of Ant-Man and the Wasp, as told by Luis. I first met Scotty in Cell Black D, and I was like, I'm Luis. And he says, I'm Scotty, and we're going to be best friends. Scotty gets out of jail, and that's when he met Hope. Look at my hairdo. I'm off business. But then Scotty's like, I'm going to go trash in the airport with Captain America. Cap needed help, so. Captain America. And then she said, he's going to screw up again and ruin everything. Awesome. If only Cap could see you now. Movers by number Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome to News by Number. I'm Zach. I'm Adam. And I'm Jake. And we watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wasp. Ho, 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 You guys owe each other a Coke. Should have said <laughs> Pepsi. Actually, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, forgive me. The sequel to Ant-Man, starring Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Evangeline yeah. Lilly. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. T.I. T.I.? Yes. Cowboy Curtis. Yes. Cowboy Curtis. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, uh, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne's in this. He's Cowboy Curtis. Who's that? Who's the chick who plays Ghost? Uh, I don't remember her name. Who's the Mexican dude that's in all the Michael other... Pena. That dude's funny as shit. I like Michael Pena. I do, too. He's one of my favorite parts of the movies. Budget was $162 million estimated. You dick. <laughs> it's only made 145 back. Domestically. Domestically. Four and it's made 150. World for a worldwide gross right now, two hundred and ninety six million four hundred and thirty eight thousand eight uh, six hundred and sixty. Okay. That's respectable. It's doing pretty well. Especially considering this is Ant Man and the Wasp. Hannah John Carmen uh, Kamen. Which what was that chick's name? The uh, play ghost. She was born one day after I was. Same year. Yeah. That's weird to think about. Yeah. But she was bolting Britain. Directed by Peyton Reed. He also directed the first one after Edgar Wright stepped out. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. I would have liked to have seen the first one directed by Edgar Wright. I would, too, but a lot of people hate on the first one because Edgar Wright left halfway through. Yeah. But honestly, I think the first one turned out pretty well, and I think part of that... We probably would have had Simon Pegg show up somewhere, too. 
He probably would have. A lot of people wanted him to be Ant-Man. What I was going to say, though, is that when Peyton Reed came in, it could be very easy to see how someone else coming in to clean up someone else's movie could look bad, like, even after they tried to polish it all up in post. And I don't think that happened. I think the first Ant-Man is pretty good, in spite of the fact that they had to change directors partway through the production of the movie. And I think this one is actually an improvement upon the first one. I agree, because it didn't have all those production problems up front. Up front. Now, this Ant-Man and the Wasp, this new one, takes place, uh, like, probably the week of Infinity War. Uh, yeah, based on what we see in the post credit sequence, that's that seems about accurate. And uh, yep. it pretty much justifies that why Scott Lang was in an Infinity War. He was on house arrest. Uh, along with Hawkeye, who we don't see in this movie. Which you said we would. So. I really thought we would see him in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I kind of thought he'd at least pop up somewhere. Yeah, I mean, maybe even in the post credit scene. Like, I feel like we haven't seen Hawkeye at all now for over over a year, basically. And that's it's kind of sad, considering he's one of the like original no, Avengers. Like, technically two years now. Yeah. Yeah. In the Marvel timeline. Well, he's due, for, he's due in Avengers 4. Good. They're going to need him. They're going to need everybody. Now, uh, now, now all I want to do is talk about the end credit scene, but I don't, I don't want to do that yet. Let's let's actually talk about the movie first before we jump into all that. So it picks up with Scott Lang on House Arrest, which we found out about in, in Infinity Wars. And it also sort of works, even if you haven't seen any of the other movies, if you've just seen Ant-Man, this does function as a good sequel to that first movie. All the main characters come back. Uh, there's a little bit of a jump in time, but they do a good job of sort of explaining where everyone's at and what's going on. Yeah, so, this takes place after a uh, uh, Civil War. Correct. It's yeah. also a good follow-up to Civil War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of Marvel movies are like sequels to well, Civil well, War. Well, yeah, but like it just... I felt like they kind of continued the story a little bit with Civil War in this film. Yeah. The repercussions of the Civil War you actually see played out. The fact that Hawkeye and Scott Lang took deals. Yeah, so they could be with their families. Yes. I like that the movie, the Ant-Man movies do focus a lot on Scott's family um, and, to a lesser extent, uh, Hank's family. Because I feel like that's an ingredient that's sort of missing from the other Marvel movies. Like, it's the only two that they bring up. Yeah. They actually have families because Captain America's family is all dead. Yep. Other than Bucky, which... You can call him family because they went to World War II together, and then, right, and they're sort of like they've got the dysfunctional brother thing going on. Yeah, all Tony's really got is Pepper, yeah. and then you could say his pseudo son and Spider Man, but who single tear died. Yeah, times. yeah, he'll be back. They're making a sequel. Holes. Far from home needs to be about him in the quantum world. Quantum world. Quantum realm. Qu yeah, that. Well, we don't know that he's in the quantum realm. Well, you know, that's how they're going to get to him, so yeah, he is. No, the theory is that they're all trapped in the Soul Stone. And then Tony's going to sacrifice himself? Or, or an Cap's going to... So, someone's going to sacrifice themselves. Probably Cap. Because I feel like... Well, Tony... Uh, well, Robert Downey Jr. signed that big deal. has a change of heart, and he does it. Then that, that would make the last movie no payoff for the last movie. Absolutely no fucking payoff. That'd be terrible. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying that's a possibility. That's a comic book ending, you know what Adam. Happened? And these are movies, not comic books. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what happened in Ant-Man and the Wasp, though? What? 
Well, I'm going to tell you. You're going to reel it back in. So I'm going to reel it back on in here. So Scott Lang's Shut been on ha- house arrest for a little bit. He uh, he starts having weird uh, dreams, basically feeling like he's re- like he's one of the pims, and he's having dreams about a little girl playing hide and seek. Yes. Yeah, not just any pim, specifically that he is Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Who's actually not a pim? It's Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, but she's married to so Hank pim. pim. Yeah. So she's, she's not Miss pim. pim. Miss Pym. She's Hope Van Dyne. Or no, she's Janet Van Dyne. She's Hope's mother. She's Janet Van Dyne Pym. She's not a Pym. She's married to Pym. Yes, but she's not a Pym. Jake, help me out here. I I, I agree with him on this one. She might not have changed her name, but she's part of the family. She's Pym. Yes, she's a member of the Pym family, but she is not Janet Pym. She's Janet Van Dyne. Well, I'm just going to say the Pym's. Yeah. So so the Pym's contact... (laughs) so So the Pym's contact Scott Lang... Pretty much like what three days before he's about to get off a of house arrest. Yeah, give or take a couple days. So they they basically take him out and re- of his house and replace him with a giant life size ant that's programmed to run his, his routine. <laughs> and the ant's wearing his fucking his uh his uh. Isn't that the same ant from the original one? No, it's not. I'm pretty sure Anthony dies in the first film. Yeah, I think he does. It's been a while since I've seen the original one. By the way, I like all the names he has for all the ants. Yeah. They're all puns. They all die, too. Well, they are ants. Especially in this one. Well, there's a million of them. So, You'll notice that uh, Hope Van Dyne doesn't keep pet wasps, though. Well, that's just silly. Well, why would you? No, she, would... She, I think she just controls ants, too, doesn't she? Yeah, but, like, if you could control wasps, why would you not control wasps? They have, like, stingers and they can fly and stuff. Yeah, that's and true. Why don't they make but control But they wasps? sting somebody and they die. Aren't there some wasps that can sting <sighs> multiple times without Probably. Dying? This isn't insects by number, though. This You're is movies right. by this number. This is movies by number. <laughs> There's the, we always have Stay the Marvel. We always have the up. Comics Code Commission that'll make sure that the only people that get stung in the comics are people who are immune to bee stings. That's what they'll do. The comics code? Yeah. The comics code authority? Yeah, them. What did I say? <laughs> the only people that eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are people who aren't peanut butter. Uh, One of the things that, like I said, I like about this is the emphasis on family. There, the Ant-Man movies seem to be, on the whole, a little bit more um, wholesome and lighthearted than the other Marvel movies. They're sort of like the... Sort of like how the... They're, They're like family-friendly heist films. Exactly. Sort of like how the the cosmic Marvel movies have their own niche. Like mm-hmm. the Ant-Man movies also have their like own niche. It feels the Spider-Man like, movies. It, they feel like Italian job light. Kind of, yeah. Or like, or like an like, Ocean's movie. Yeah, they, they feel very lighthearted and uh, family-friendly as the sci-fi cosmic stuff is more like to the Star Wars Star Trek fan base. This is why they need to team up Ant-Man and Hawkeye. Yeah. Family-based, the two family-based characters work together on heists. I still think an Ant-Man Spider-Man crossover would be cool since they're like the two funny members of the Avengers. Uh, putting them together, they'd just be cracking wise together too much. I, I think that'd be great. So Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> All right, so we're rebooting the sequel to 2015's Ant Man. <laughs> we're we're rebooting the the entire Marvel universe, but as the ultimate Marvel Cinematic Universe, Tony Stark 
My person for Tony Stark is Jeremy Piven. Who do you got? Ew, what? What the fuck is wrong with you? Wait, what? So you want me to Yeah, to I'm suggest? rebooting. Start no. casting people now. We're Go. not casting Jeremy Piven as Iron Man. He wouldn't be that bad. He would be terrible. Give Fuck him, you. Give him a little. Give him a Fuck little facial you. hair. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be bad. No. He wouldn't be bad. No. All right. You know who I want is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Piven wouldn't be bad. You know who I want is Thor. Who? Fucking Bert Kreischer. Who's Bert Kreischer? I don't even think Adam <laughs> knows who Bert Kreischer is. You guys are terrible. It don't matter. The point is, <laughs> who's Bert Kreischer? He's the machine. I'm looking it up now. I think uh, Triple H would make a good Thor. He was almost Thor. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Chris Hemsworth. He's great. But if we're doing fan castings, um, John Hamm. What the fuck? <laughs> he looks like bearded Will Sasso. <laughs> That's what I think about your Jeremy Piven fucking. <laughs> Jeremy Piven is Iron fuck out of here jake now let's talk about a man he'd be a good tony stark let's talk about a man the wasp he won't be ever i mean come on <coughs> tony stark come on let's talk about a man the wasp what else do you want us to say what do you mean what else we got like we got into we got into the van dines and the pims coming to get scott from his apartment right because they need his help to go into the quantum realm because they think well, they don't need his help to go into the quantum realm. They need his help to find Hope or Janet Van Dyne once they get into the quantum realm because she placed an antenna in Scott's brain when he got stuck in the quantum realm at the end of the last film. And, of course, while all of this is going on, Ghost is also trying to... She's trying to get into the quantum realm for reasons of her own because she wants a cure for whatever it is that's wrong with her that causes her to, like, phase out of reality, essentially. Because whatever it is, it's slowly killing her. Right. Yeah. And she finds out that Janet Van Dyne is alive inside the quantum realm, and she thinks that she can capture that energy Correct. Well, and use it. Correct. She thinks that Janet must have been exposed to quantum energy, then she can siphon it off of her in an effort to save herself. Which is actually what Scott is doing in the quantum realm at the end of the movie during the post credit scene. He's yes, there gathering he's collecting energy. Correct, from yeah. the quantum realm. So this film has a lot of comedic element elements like the first one and and like we get in the in the cosmic films too, but this is I like the comedy in this one a lot. Well, that's what I was saying. It's it's more lighthearted than the other ones. Not that there aren't funny moments in the other films, but the comedy here feels lighter. It's more... Nobody dies. It, yeah. It's the more, ending's very anti-climatic. Climatic? Climatic? Anti-climatic? It's a happy ending. This movie has a happy ending. Yes. Minus, minus the post credit scene. Which I feel like we needed after the, the ending that we got in Infinity War. Like, we couldn't have two bad endings in a row. That would just be... Yeah. Not that Infinity War is a bad ending, but it's no. certainly a dark ending. It's very dark. So it was nice that... The, the big thing about Careful. this movie... Yeah, I know. Choking on my words. The big, the big thing about this movie is that Scott, is Scott Lang and Hope 
are basically mirroring Hank and Janet's Janet. Yes. Scott Lang and Hope are basically mirroring Hope and Janet. You mean so, Hank and Janet? Hank. God damn it. You know what I mean. Yes. The point is that they're 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 doing that. They're becoming Ant Man and the Wasp just like they were Ant Man and the Wasp in the past. Correct. Except hopefully this time Hope won't get trapped in the quantum realm for thirty plus years like Janet did. No, this time it's fucking Scott. Well, yeah, but hopefully he won't be stuck for thirty years. No, he's gotta look out for that time vortex. Correct, and that's how he's going to team up with the Avengers in Avengers 4. All right, so Maybe. let's just do it like this, then. I'm going to fast-forward to the end of the movie for us. We've already fast-forwarded. We're there. We're yeah, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, but I want to summarize it. I want to basically are... say, look, guys, Ant-Man and the Wasp kick ass. Yep. They discover that there's a mole, but then they turn the mole, and then they get Ghost to be on their team, too, because Ghost realizes what they did was wrong. And we forget everything bad that she's done. And they decide to start helping her. But there's a well, happy ending. if you think about it, because like, she wasn't really the bad guy. She got like brainwashed by S.H.I.E.L.D. to do bad things. That's true. Uh, we forgot about that. Yeah, she got. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Didn't uh, Or was it really Hydra? Well, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been Hydra. Ooh. Ooh. But uh, the, the, the big, big, the big takeaway from this movie is that they. Gary Shandling. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh, he is dead, isn't he? Yeah. Rest in peace, Larry Sanders. Damn. Oh, I'm sad. He had a heart attack. Good thing they already wrote him out. I mean, they could just recast him. They've already done that extensively in the MCU. CGI. CGI. <sighs> Dodge Hedo's really the only one that's noticeable, though. Uh, there's a couple the, of the one in Thor, uh, Thor series they did. There's that one. There's Don Cheadle, and then there's also um, I used to. There was another big one. Hulk. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Mark Ruffalo. That's the biggest one. Yeah. But we really don't care. Calvin. Yeah, Ant Man the Wasp. <laughs> no, it's a happy ending. Ant Man, or I should say, Scott Lang and Hope end up being together there's a lot of cute moments with them and the kid and the kid's just like i wanted to be a sidekick but he wanted you and they were watching a movie I'm, on the laptop and shit it was really cool honestly the best sidekick in the sh in the movie is uh the security team yes michael pena yeah michael, michael pena, pena. Yeah. well with the with the As with Luis. the truth serum yeah. <laughs> the truth serum gimmick it that is was funny. truth serum and they're like, it's, there's no such thing as truth serum he's like i don't know what's it do uh, makes you susceptible, susceptible to questioning. Oh, so it's truth serum. <laughs> it is truth serum. I like when uh, he uh, <laughs> he picks the pimped out Hyundai at the end for the the car chase. He's like Doctor Pimp. <laughs> I, I love, love you. you. <laughs> Trivia. Sure. Oh, okay. And Use then the Hot Wheels after, Rally Racer. And then after Trivia, we'll talk about the mid credit scene, and then we'll talk about how that ties into the new movie. There was also a post-credit scene, right? What was the post-credit scene? Just I forget. Just a fucking the giant ant playing drums. That's it's right. It's pointless. I mean, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Not necessary. Oh, I also liked the completely useless FBI agent in this movie. I thought he was good comedic relief, too. Apparently, yeah. I, I guess he was... They made it sound like they'd known each other for a long time, so I think he was in another movie. Is he the guy that was chasing Scott Lang in the first movie? Might have been. Wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, back to trivia. Langston Fish Langston Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne? Langston played the younger version of uh, Dr. Bill Foster. 
which is Lawrence Fishburne's character. Oh, in shit. The film. Uh, this movie was announced three months after uh, the original uh, Ant-Man film. And they were actually forced to move it back due to the packed Phase 3 lineup. So it got pushed back into uh, where it got pushed to. It works out good, though, because of what's going to happen in yeah. the next film. Well, well, yeah, and th- if this they whole hadn't pushed it back, they wouldn't have been able to have that mid-credits scene. Th- this movie, could you could have plopped this movie anywhere, and you really didn't, you wouldn't have known. It wouldn't have mattered. Except for that mid-credits scene, I yeah, agree. Yeah, if you take that mid-credits scene, th- this entire movie, you can plop it anywhere, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. Uh, anywhere after Civil War, because they mentioned Civil War. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this film actually replaced Captain Marvel's original release date. Um, the original release date was July 6th, and they pushed it back to 2019. Which I feel like they've been working on that movie for forever. Captain Marvel? Yeah. I'm not that excited for Captain Marvel. I'm quasi-excited for the movie. I I don't really know a whole lot about the character. so It's going to be a lot about the scrolls. Well, that's what I'm excited about, is that it's getting into the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe, and I like that stuff. Yeah, and they're talking about that one of the Avengers right now is a scroll. So they're kind of incorporating elements of Secret Invasion into... That's what they're saying, that Secret Wars is going to be... A lot's going to be taken from that for this movie coming up, is what they're saying. A lot of the the leaky-type clickbaity videos are saying that, at least. Because I have that kind of time. Who are they speculating is the scroll? They haven't really said. I can see it being Hawkeye because he hasn't been around for forever. In the comics, um, it's a uh, that Mister Fantastic. Well, there's a couple of scrolls in the comics. Yeah. Um, in the really good Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon series, they did a Secret Invasion arc, and it was Captain America that was the scroll. It was a huge like twist. Bull, bull, Bobby. Can't be that big of a tri- twist. He's he's been fucking Hydra too. So well, that didn't happen until recently. You know what? I don't give three shits about no scrolls, unless they're Indiana Jones and he's chasing them and they're paper. That's scrolls. We're talking about scrolls. All right. With a U. So back to Ant Man and the Wasp trivia. You got any more trivia? Yes, I got plenty more. The Wasp becomes the second superior title to be. Passed from parent to child. The first was Black Panther, which in that case it's been passed down from great 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 grandfather to great 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 grandson. If you're looking at that from that perspective, what in the fuck are you trying to say? Well, pretty much every it was leader father, of Wakanda the son, and mother since the, and... the beginning of Wakanda has mm-hmm. been the Black Panther. Yeah. So the Black Panther is what's called the legacy hero. There's been like probably close to 50 or 60. Yeah, yeah. But in the film universe, the only one that's been passed down father the father son and daughter to daughter father the son is Black Panther. Daughter to daughter is the Wasp. You mean mother to daughter? Whatever, goddamn. <laughs> daughter to daughter. What kind of hillbilly family are you talking about? Over daughter there? to daughter. Um, Sharon Stone was originally considered for the role of Janet Van Dyne. <laughs> I'm that glad like, that that would have been like a basic instinct happen. sequel. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad that I'm, I, Michelle Pfeiffer's a better fit for this universe. Yeah, I, did, I think that too. 
Well, Michelle Pfeiffer just comes off as nicer and more motherly than Sharon Stone does, honestly. Michael Douglas wants there to be a Ant-Man and the Wasp version with him and her. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. I don't want a whole movie of that. It's going to be a lot of CG of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't necessarily think we need a whole movie of that. But I'd be cool if in the next Ant-Man and Wasp, like, the, the B-plot of the film was all flashback to them as a, doing a mission. Like, yeah, maybe they did cool. a mission with them as, you know, a young couple that went sideways, and so now... Well, once they introduce the... time travel in this <clears throat> next film, they can do whatever they want. Yes. Um, this film was the was Chapter 8 of the Phase 3 films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is Michelle Pfeiffer's second comic book movie ever. The first one was Batman Returns, in which she was Catwoman. This is Lawrence Fishburne's third um, comic book film. Can you guys guess the other two? Yeah, he's in Superman. He's he's a he's a Man of Steel. Yeah, yep. he's Perry White. What is his other one? Well, he's also in Batman v Superman, but I'm assuming that you're not counting that because he's still playing Perry White. No, I'm not counting that one. Um, What's well, his third different person he's played in a superhero? Third, so film. he's it's, you're talking about this is his third comic book character. Yes, okay. correct. Give turn, me a hint. Turn that mic towards you, Adam. Chris Evan was also in the other movie. Push. Is it push? Push. Fantastic Four. He's the voice of the Silver Surfer. Bingo. Because you looked it up. No, I didn't look it up. I just remembered. Yes. Nice. I didn't think you guys would actually get that. Because we all know how bad that movie sucks. Do you know how many comic book characters Chris Evans has played in movies? Yes. It's a ton. Like no, five? I'll tell you right now. He was in Push. Yup. Fantastic Four. Yup. Captain America. Yup. Uh, Snowpiercer. Yup. The Losers. Yup. Yeah, Losers. That's five right there. That's it. That's not it. There's six. We just named five. Well, what's the sixth one, motherfucker? Scott Pilgrim versus the World, son. Oh, oh shit. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Is there seven of them? I don't think there's seven. Yeah, I'm, pretty sure seven that, I'm pretty sure that. I'm pretty sure. All right. right. I, I'm going to settle this once and for all. I'm going to go look it up. I was hoping you guys would think of it. Brandon Ralph's also in that one. Oh, Brandon Ralph. Remember when he had a career? He's still got a career. He's on Legends of Tomorrow now as the Adam. Oh, God. I hate that show. I'm sorry. I love that show. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Actually, I do, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. You should look up the Titans trailer later to show him so he can watch it. Oh, shit. He was Casey Jones in TMNT. Oh, you're right. So that does make seven. He's the voice of Casey Jones. Apparently there's 15. Well, I'm sure that's 15 movies, which would include, like, sequels. Yeah, like, so all the Avengers movies. Thor Dark World, technically. Yep. You don't count sequels. Well, there's a difference between the number of comic book movies he's in and the number of comic book franchises. I completely forgot he he was in TMNT. Yep. Completely forgot about that. I watched that not too long ago too. That's the crazy thing. I watched that like maybe I watched like half of month. it. I've watched like half of it when it was in theaters. It's a good movie. This is Michelle Pfeiffer's third appearance in a movie that is a sequel. Uh, she was in Grease two, 
and she was also in Batman Returns, like we said earlier. How was she cast in? I guess that was before she was really famous, but Grease Two. She returned for Grease Two. Was she in Grease One? Yeah. Who's she in Grease One? The main chick. She's, wasn't she? she's Sandra. D. No, she's nuts. Michelle Pfeiffer. Olivia Newton-John. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. shit, you're right. You're right oh, no, you're right. right. No, I think she... <laughs> no, she comes... She's supposed to be... Isn't she like Sandy's she's cousin or something? She's supposed to be Sandy D's cousin or something like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You right, dog. Roof, roof. Who's the man in that? Some fucking asshole. Nobody cares about that movie. Uh, you're right. Nobody... It's basically just Grease again, but with different characters. Yeah, except the one chick stayed in it. Frenchie. Yeah, or Pinky. Or Rizzo or whatever. Pinky. The pink chick. The 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 gang Maxwell is the pink ladies. Caulfield. Yeah, there's one chick named Pinky. What? Maxwell Caulfield is the guy's name. Yeah, fuck that dude. Why are we talking about Grease 2? Because yeah, that was part of the trivia. Too? So Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah, so Ant Man <laughs> and Wasp. Um so you guys were talking about the FBI agent, Jimmy Wu. Yeah. In the comics, he was created as the heroic opponent for the nineteen fifties. Fu Manchu imitation, the Yellow Claw, which made him a rather enlightened concept for that era to have an Asian American character, blah blah blah. In addition to later becoming an agent of Shield under Nick Fury's command, Wu also formed the Agents of Atlas. Interesting. A superhero spy team. I didn't realize he was an actual existing Marvel comic. This character. sets up the Agents of Atlas in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I highly doubt that that's going to become a thing, but I could be wrong. Hey, who the hell are the agents of Atlas? I don't know. Better, better thing. I got, I got one for you guys. Okay. That guy that plays Agent Wu. Yeah. He's also King Jong Il or Un in, yeah. in the interview. Yeah, he's also on that show, uh, like Fresh that Off the Boat. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. Hmm. Uh, in the comics, Ghost and Sonny Birch were primarily enemies of Iron Man. This film takes place at the same time as Avengers Civil War, or I mean, uh, Infinity War. Do, 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 do. One of my friends actually has the first appearance of Ghost in comics. Nice. It's in like a Tales of Suspense issue. I think that about wraps up trivia. There's not much. Well, I mean, considering that it's... Still a fairly recent movie. That kind of yeah. makes sense. It's all kind of Easter egg shit. I know that. but Well, let sure. Me, uh, let me do the rating real quick. Okay. IMDb gives it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 87%. Is that critics or users? I believe that's critics. Okay. Let me click on it. Uh, yeah, that's critics. 87% critically, 79% uh, fan-wise. Wow. That's wow. Critics were a lot nicer to that movie than the fans were. That's interesting. That gets the Owen Wilson wow of the night. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then a 70% Metacritic. Wow. 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 I, for one, think it's an improvement upon the first film. Yeah. I think it's a nice it's a nice palate cleanser from Infinity War. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, so I'm going to give it. going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. I give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go with it's, an 8. It's not like 
top tier Marvel movie, but it's it's certainly fun and more enjoyable than several other Marvel movies that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Better than Thor Dark World. Yes. I was about to say that. Get well, out of my pretty head. Much, <laughs> pretty much any movie in the MCU is better than Thor Dark World. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I did not like Incredible Hulk. I put, I would say Thor Dark World's at the very bottom, then Incredible Hulk, then Iron Man 2. I actually like Iron Man 2, kind of. Sam Rockwell's the only redeeming part of Iron Man 2. Sam Rockwell would be a good recasting for Iron Man. Honestly, I think they should bring Sam Rockwell's character back. Bring back... Bring back the hammer? Yes, bring back Justin Hammer. Let's talk about that mid-credits scene. Okay, so what happens in the mid-credits scene, Zach? Well, it's uh, pretty lighthearted. They're, uh, it's the end of the movie, and uh, they're, they're, they're sending Scott in. They've, they've shrunk down their Quantum Realm like machine that was once housed inside the building. They've gotten that smaller to the size of a that fit into a car or truck. Van. Yeah, because they're still on the run fit from the law. Right, right. So they're sending Scott in. They're on the roof of a building. They're sending him into the quantum realm. Are they on the roof of a building or are they in a parking garage? Literally a parking garage. Well, it's still a roof of a building. Sure, roof of a parking garage. They're on the roof of a parking garage. All right, they're on the roof of a parking garage. And they're uh, they're sending him in. They're sending Scott in or Ant Man to get energy to to heal ghost correct and they're all talking and and janet lays down basically the next easter egg she says while you're in there don't get caught in a time vortex we won't be able to get you out and hank's like yeah don't play around scott and he's like all right i got everything pull me up guys and they're counting down and it's like the radio connection just goes and he's just like guys Guys, quit playing around. You just told me not to do that. And it cuts back out. And what do you know? All three of them faded to dust because of Thanos' finger snap. Boom. Yeah, brother. Chills. That's the mid credit scene right there. Everybody in the audience was just like, oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa, Bobby. Now, this, I believe, sets up Avengers 4. Ant-Man's going to be a huge part because he's going to be stuck in the quantum realm for a really fucking long time. Or not a long time. Because he's going to decide to go into the time vortex. Correct. Because can he also get himself out? Well, he could in the last movie. We don't know if he can MacGyver his way out again. I think it's going to be one of those things where he, he gets his way, he gets himself out, and by this time Tony Stark's come back to Earth. Yeah, there's a theory right now that, because that, there's a, there's a, New casting for Avengers Four, which is a, a young, a younger girl, and her—I don't know if she's like in her in her teens or her twenties, but they they believe it's supposed to be his daughter, aged up a little bit. Which means they're going to travel into the future. Yeah, they think that for some somehow, Scott's going to go into the future, or he's going to be trapped in the quantum realm long enough for it to be an extensive amount of time. Okay. And then. They're gonna figure a way to go back in time, or use the quantum realm. Got to get back to repair everything. Be funny if he just comes back to Doctor Strange. Goes, Doc, 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 I need you to get me back to the future. <laughs> well, actually, I'm glad you brought up Doctor Strange. I read an article that said so he, that he just when, did, it's all a magic trick that he didn't really die. No, that the end game starts when Scott goes into the quantum realm in this movie. Okay. 
that that's well. Doctor a lot Strange of people are that. speculating that Endgame might be the name of the next Avengers yeah. movie. That'd be cool. We're I'll be down with that. I re- I listened to a theory <laughs> last night saying that that uh, Doctor Strange really isn't dead. He just did that as a magic trick, and he's just lurking in the shadows. And he'll come. He'll strike at the crucial moment. No, yeah. I think he's gone. I don't think he's dead. We're in the end game now, Tony. That would be a really lame title. I'm sorry. Avengers Endgame? I still think Disassembled is the correct yeah. title to use for this next movie. That, that makes a lot more sense. I agree completely. I feel like if they call it Endgame, it's like for a really that's like the title for a really, really bad action film. Yeah, or like a Jack Ryan movie or you know, a Jason like a like like a James Bond movie or something. Like in Tropic Thunder where they're doing the fake trailers for those Ben Stiller movies. The I Jack like, the, the Jack Scorcher movies or whatever. Yeah, I feel called. like Endgame would have been one of those. <laughs> Tom Clancy's Endgame. That's a video game. And a book. Well shit. Rainbow Six Endgame. So Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>